Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Movies Ruined Me. Uh, I'm Erin. And I'm Brandy. And today <laughs> we're going to be talking about Friends with Benefits with yeah. Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Uh, so this movie came out in 2011 mm-hmm. and was directed by Will Gluck. Quite the name there. Um, yeah. He was also the director of Easy A, and I never saw it, but it looks completely awful. Uh, Peter Rabbit <laughs> with uh, I... Donald Gleason. Yes, I've seen it. How was it? It looked it was so the, bad. That, it was so. It was cute. Cute, uh-huh. cute kids movie. Sure, but it was sad. Okay, it wasn't yeah. like sad, but it was. It was. It was like a six rating. It wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't. All right. Well, it sounds like maybe it was a little better than a, the trailers led me to believe. But I also am really <laughs> bad with rating things because I always give them a benefit of the doubt. Sure. So. You know, I, it's funny. As I've gotten older, I've gotten uh, much more generous with my ratings. Right. Like when I was in high school, I was such a snob about movies. Like it was so bad. I was super critical. And was basically like, oh, if it's not indie, it's not worth my time. Right. And so I was <laughs> such a, uh, such a snot. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, so it was directed by Will Gluck, and who also helped write the movie along with Keith Merriman and David A. Newman. And then Harley Payton also contributed to the story, which I'm like, can I get that job? Like, I just want to, I don't want to do any of the heavy lifting, but like, I got story ideas for days. Like, right. I want to do that. <laughs> but so what did you, th- I liked the movie. I, I thought it was really good. It was funny that they, that the other one we're looking at and this one came out around almost at the same time. Yeah. Um, Cause the, and all four stars are huge names. So it's not like they were like one movie was smaller than the other. Right. But, Cause next week we're going to be talking about no strings attached, which is the same movie, but with Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. Uh, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's different. I've never seen it. This one I've seen before. And yeah. so I was excited to like revisit it. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen no strings attached. So like to see how they're different. is Right. Yeah. Cause it's the same basic premise, but of course, you know, different ways of getting there. Right. Um, so I, I've seen this one, I think, once before, long time ago. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily expecting a lot from it. But, you know, I figured, you know, it'll, it'll be fun. Um, and, you know, I think it was fun. I, I don't think it, I think I was maybe like a little disappointed like I was kind of secretly hoping it would be a little bit better really yeah I don't know but we'll we'll get into it <laughs> like it's like I understand why people like it and it wasn't like outright bad or anything right but I I just I think it could have done better in certain ways but then again yeah. I think I'm most movies see, can like, so. what you're thinking on that is yeah. I loved it I thought even rewatching it like even as an older adult uh-huh I'm like this movie was fun. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh. Like, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, no, it's definitely fun. Uh, it's a romp. <laughs> For sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> awesome. So, like, what, so what specifically, what do you like about this movie? Um, well, for me, because I, I am myself, obviously, an actress, but mm-hmm. I, I like them. Like, I love Justin Timberlake. I love Mila Kunis. I love 
that he's able to do everything. Like, he really is a triple threat. So he uh-huh. he blends so well into, like, singer and then dancer and actor in this movie randomly. Like, he just mm-hmm. does little things. Like, I remember one point they were, like, in bed. And she's telling him something, like, I don't know if we should do this anymore. And he's like, well, would you want me to think, like, sing Third Eye Blind? And she's like, sure, yeah, yeah. that'll be better. And so we start singing a song that's not Third Eye Blind. But, like, just the fact that he just, like, hits all the notes and he just does mm-hmm. it gracefully. I'm just like, oh, you're so corny in real life, but I love you as an actor. <laughs> For sure. It's true. I don't know. Like, I just, like, and I think the, the stories with their parents, too, were, like, I thought it was not something you normally see. Like, you don't usually see such heavy details in a rom-com with with. I don't think at least with parents where like right. there's such heavy details about them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would, I would agree with that. A lot of the times they don't really go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my favorite I, part, it makes me laugh every single time I watch it though. In the beginning, I love the opening. I love the opening of like them getting broken up with. And I obviously, uh-huh. Emma Stone's my, my dream <laughs> best friend. She's right. Like, oh, yeah, but one day we'll be best friends. Sure. And, and uh, but I love when, in the very beginning, after they get broken up with, the Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis are walking with two random people, and they never say a single word. They just walk next to them and, like, smile and nod and just, like, listen as they rant, but it makes me laugh every single time because I know they were just like, you, you, stand here, walk with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, no, it, was it, makes a, me laugh. it was a clever, clever, cute opening. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Nice. I, I loved... Mila Kunis in this uh I think she was the best part I don't think I like Justin as much as really <laughs> funny that's funny that we switched off on that um yeah but no I really I liked I liked Mila a lot like she she's just so spunky and I think she really carried it I think she was perfect for this role um and it was definitely like funny uh and a lot of fun like I liked how they uh, you know, were, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, they were pretty self-aware, too. Like, whenever a TV's on, like, in the background, like, it's some um, made-up, over-the-top rom-com of their, from their own universe and yep. stuff like that. And, like, uh, you know, I think it was, it was clever in that regard. Um, and it, it did have, like, some really charming, funny moments and stuff like that. Uh, you say that, and I was just laughing, because I, I watched it, I watched it once, like, the other night yesterday and I put it on just before we started just to like have it playing on the background uh-huh. and um it's funny she she constantly mentions Mila Kunis she constantly through the whole movie mentions rom-coms yeah. like unless it's in a rom-com that would never happen or unless right. blah, 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 and you're just like oh so you know what you are like yeah. you know what kind of movie you are yeah and they they know what audience they're playing to and and things like that right. um, yeah so that I I did enjoy that I thought that was really fun Personally, I enjoyed him more than I enjoyed her. Um, just because I think women in this industry at least kind of get pigeonholed or hold, mm-hmm. whatever that correct pronunciation <laughs> that word is, into certain categories and certain um, characters, right? Sure. So, like, Mila Kunis is always that woman that plays, like, the really brass but mm-hmm. sort of smart like dainty character that'll run you over with a car 
Right. You know what I mean? Like when she was Jackie and in that 70s show, like she would play really dumb, but she had that underlying mm-hmm. thing of like, she's sweet, but she's brass, but she'll kill you. You know what I mean? Right. And, <laughs> totally. and bad moms and bad moms. It was the same thing. Like she wasn't dumb, yeah. but she was sweet and she was brass and she would kill you. You know what I mean? Like that's just right. She's underlying. got the street smarts and yes. you know, she like, she's not afraid to speak her mind. No. She's, she's confident, but like not, cocky and uh yeah she's like she's witty and charming but she doesn't didn't necessarily go to harvard or anything right so. right right, right. Which yeah I think it's interesting in this if i remember i think it's interesting in this too when they make the plan to to do this mm-hmm. he leads it on but she's the one that says it which yeah. i think was smart of them i think that's right. an interesting way to do that because in most in most movies where it's something like this pardon me, where something like this, they'll do that where, like, she'll sort of start and then he'll say it. But right. Dennis, she was the one that was like, well, let's do it. And he's like, oh. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I think it had to be that way mm-hmm. for for this type of scenario. Uh, Especially in the, in the, even though it wasn't during, like, a Me Too movement, because this was a few years ago. It, I mean, yeah. it was a long time ago at this point. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see that a woman could take charge of her sexuality in that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually happen with these movies. It's usually like she's, but that's also, but that's also Mila Kunis. You know what I mean? Right. That's also her character and that's also her, I think that's her as a person. Right. Well, and I think it was also kind of the point of the movie. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, it was like, you know, this was almost 10 years ago and you know, it doesn't sound like that long ago or, like, that much would have changed, but it was also, like, pretty different back then. For sure. Uh, For like, sure. when you, like, actually get down to it. And so, you know, people were, or I guess women were starting to, like, really be more conscientious of their own sexuality and how, you know, other people view them as a result and, like, whether or not that's legitimate. Like, right. Like, it doesn't like what I do in my bedroom does not dictate how I should be treated as a person. And so I think this is when we really started to see more stories of women taking charge and being a little more free, but then not being judged for it, not being turned into right. the, the whore <laughs> basically. Right, for sure, for sure. Uh, Cause that's what it always has been before. You know, it's like the vir- the virgin or the whore and, those are the two things that women can be. And it's like, no, women, women can be more than that. Women right. can be both. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. So. So I think that is one of the things that I liked a lot about this movie is that she took charge of that situation where like in most rom-coms, that's not how that happens. So that's, right. That's one of the main things I liked about the movie. That's a that really good point. very much was in charge of how it all went down and when it, when it started and when it stopped. And like, because again, she was the one that started it and then she was the one think yeah she was the one that ended it too and then she was the one that ended it so like he gave her for like full control of that and it wasn't like uh what I also liked is it wasn't like he had to do that or he felt like because she was a woman he was like well you take the reins like it's your body your choice you do your thing yeah it wasn't like like, okay he wasn't giving it to her she just took it yeah and yeah and you know and even within the whole hookup and everything uh, you know, she, 
I mean, they both were doing it, but she wasn't afraid to set boundaries mm-hmm. and speak up about what she wanted or and or what she didn't want and things like that. Even in the bedroom, you know, she wasn't afraid to be like, oh, like, do this, like, yeah. you know, play with my hair, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you don't see that in in movies ever. It's, it's either like, you know, the, they just know what the other person wants and it's just hot right. and steamy, there's no talking. Right. Or if there is talking, it's just like, you know, dirty talk, but it's not necessarily like direction, like this is yes. what I like. And another um, thing for women empowerment that I thought was clever of them to do is that they looked at each other's bodies, both said nice things. And then my mm-hmm. favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when they were talking about some kind of sexual position or like they were doing something along those lines. And I think he was doing it to her and she was like, not correcting him, but just kind of like giving him advice with it. And, oh, uh, and then like it, when he was going down on her yes yes and then <laughs> yeah. he like is which I found so funny he was like all right like and then she went down and he was like all right now I'm gonna give you advice and just the way that they had cut the scene that it like was very clear she didn't need advice uh, yeah so it made me laugh so hard <laughs> it was good that part was funny the first like leading up to that though I was just kind of like well it was a little I felt like it was a little over the top <laughs> and a little like too exaggerated and it was like almost a little cartoony. But I feel uh, like if they don't as a movie, if they don't do it that way and make it over the top and make it sort of silly and funny, then it becomes a different type of movie and a different type of genre. You know what I, I mean? Like if, if they don't make it silly of like where he puts his hand and where he puts his stuff and his mouth and his, then it's like, well, I, I think you can do that. I think you can do that without being so goofy. Like the way he's like moving his legs and stuff like that. Oh, it was yeah. just like, I was like, would someone ever, like, you'd have to be really bad at sex <laughs> to like be moving that way. And like, I'm like, that really? Is that is I, I just was a, lit, a little much. I was just like, Who's, whose idea was this? Is this coming from Justin or the director? Because I don't know that it was the, the best way to go. But, I, like, you know, I think it's, like, yeah, it's it's good to be, keep it light, especially because they are just casual friends. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be some, like, hot and heavy, super intimate moment. Right. But it was, it was a little clowny. Right. So, I don't know. Oh, before I forget, oh. one other thing that I loved about this movie, <laughs> one of the funniest things, and it's such a small thing, but angry Sean White. Oh, I know. <laughs> He's such a dick. He gets so angry. And like, I think in certain ways, like, they tried to make certain people, like, um, this is very much a movie I saw of, like, actors of their time being like, well, this is my moment for, like, a minute or two to be like, I can be somebody different. Like, Emma right. Stone being the bitch in the beginning, you're just kind of like, huh, you haven't done that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, was she really being a bitch? I thought, if anything, she was more being, like, portrayed as, like, the crazy, the crazy girl, which she kind of was in, like, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Um, that one I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. For but, like, sure. It's, like it's been a while. But... super young in that, right? Yes. Yeah, no, she's, like, a, like, 15 or something in that movie. So, I think it's because uh, she's or... not supposed to be so young. I don't know. There were just, she just seemed different to me in that. Maybe she was, like, extra goofy that I was, like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a side I haven't, like. As an adult, I haven't fully seen you do. Totally. And I think she's come a long way since then. You know, I think as, like, with Emma, as her career has progressed, she's gotten better and better roles and is totally deserving of them. 100%. Um, And this is definitely early on. So, you know, she wasn't going to get the Mila role. And so this was a fun, fun little 
uh, part for her to do. And like, she did a great job of it, but I did. Well, then that, sorry, go ahead. ahead. That one too was just, you know, like another character of like the crazy girlfriend. Yeah. And like, and the other like random hookup girl, like she was the crazy nympho. Yeah. Uh, You know? And so it was kind of like Mila was the only sane woman in this movie because even her mom was this, like, you know, over-the-top hippie character. And I love Patricia right. Clarkson. But oh, she's, so like, cool. you know, this free-love hippie, like, oh, I'm a terrible mom. Like, can't take care of shit. And, right. Uh, I don't know. I guess the his sister, who I was, was that, Jenna Elfman. Pretty... She's good, too. She, yeah. was, she was more normal and realistic. But, like, any romantic interest was... But I think that's very exaggerated about the movie because it's very much they they have this such serious moment with the family, with the sister and the nephew and the dad and him. Mm-hmm. And I guess her kind of like there's such a serious issue going on within that part of the family that anytime they go away from the family, it gets super silly and wild and digital and like out there. But the moment it comes back into the family, it's like serious and right. You know what I mean? And that's that was another part. When when they both take their pants off, like when the dad forgets his pants mm-hmm. or whatever because he's going through, is it dementia? Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's. That he takes his pants off and he, like, forgot his pants. And then Justin Timberlake does it, too. Like, that was such right. a sweet moment for me that I was just like, ugh, people go through that. Like, that's a real... Yeah. Which, again, you Absolutely. don't really see in rom-coms. Like, it's nothing that heavy or... Like the alcoholism and the and the abandonment from her mom, like that's not stuff you usually see in, right? In a rom com, it's never that heavy. Totally, I will say though, with the whole like restaurant pants scene as a server. Oh no! That scene, I was just like, no, you cannot sit down yet. You have to wait your turn. You are. Don't make me be the dick. So true. So true. But anyways. <laughs> we were saying, oh, sorry, I cut you off again earlier, but Sean White, though, I don't know. cool to see him, who, who sort of is like America's sweetheart in a guy form. Like, he won right. these gold medals, and he did all these cool things that, like, and he's got the big red hair and the big smile that, like, when you see him in something like this, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's it wow. cool seeing him make fun of himself. <laughs> oh, for sure. And he like, puts his hair back and says, like, bra, like, four different times. Right. Like, what? <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's, that was pretty fun. I will say, too, one of the things, because it is one of our questions, one of the things that I noticed, too, funny enough, reading the questions as I was watching it, was I'm noticing it more and more in movies from ten years ago, obviously, than I am mm-hmm. now. Is right. there, in this movie specifically, because I don't know if Mila Kunis is white, totally. She's Russian. Okay, so it, she's not, technically. But, or is she? No. Yeah, she's white. Is that white? I never know yeah. when it's, like, different countries, because I'm terrible. Right. I, well, I think Russia is, I mean, I guess it depends on where in Russia. I guess it's technically Asian if she's from Eastern Russia. But... I think it's Which, still safe to call color, it white. Say that. She's not a woman of no. color. No. She's exotic looking, okay. but she's, no, not a, not a woman of color. Because I was going to say that's something I noticed, too. There's no, they're all white people in this movie. 
the one person of color that had a speaking role was the taxi driver at the beginning. Yeah. And he was just like, get your fucking shit out of my car and go, welcome to New York. That was the only. Yeah. And he said, and he was super vulgar. He was like the most vulgar person in the movie. He said like, ride a dick or something. Yeah. Something like that. So that was the only, but they, they had LGBTQ because they had Woody, ha- uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yeah. It was Which so good. W- was funny, but at the same time, it was kind of like the a straight man's joking version of a gay man, mm-hmm. you know? It was, 100%. It was... But I did like, what I will say is I did like that they made it Woody Harrelson because he's usually kind of silly, kind of jokey around, but he's like... He's not flamboyant. He's not no. that stereotypical. They didn't make it like a stereotypical, like what straight men think all gay men are. Like, right. like looks wise. And I'm like, oh, he's like a gay dude who like, yeah, it's, it's sort of looks straight. I don't know how to put that in a nice way. No, he totally, he totally reads straight. And then, uh, and is just like super open about it too, which is good. Uh, I don't know, but I thought it was, I don't, I, I have, I had mixed feelings about, about that character, but I love Woody and oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, what were some pretty... of your mixed feelings that you're, you're cool to share? That's not. Like... Well, I, I don't know. I just was kind of like, is this, does this hold up? Like, mm-hmm. is this, why is this funny? Like, I just felt like it wasn't. I see what you're saying. I, like, is it really that anywhere close to an accurate accurate portrayal? Or are we just putting it in there to make somebody laugh at somebody who right. got it? Yeah, exactly. That was kind of how, how it felt to me. But, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I think because the thing is, like, and I know you do, like, having gay friends, too, it's not always about, maybe, maybe it's because I'm usually uh, the woman and, like, the gay person is a man. So it's not, it's never sexual, like. We don't always right. talk about sex. It's not like a, every time we're together, they talk about someone they've slept with or like, it's never right. like that. It's just some casual conversation. So I don't know if it's because they were two dudes and it was their portrayal of how a gay man would talk to a straight man and like try to connect with him and be his friend. If that's mm-hmm. what they, as a straight man would write for somebody to be like, this is how they connect. It's on sex and the movie's about sex. It is. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the movie is all about sex and how, you know, kind of how it affects dynamics between people. But I think that's also like the straight man's nightmare is having some gay man come up and want to exclusively talk to him about his sex life practically and like convince him to come over. Like the sounding board, like that becomes his like the best friend character for him. You know, like she doesn't. Yeah. Get oh one. no, absolutely. He's she doesn't get one. No, she gets Justin Timberlake, and then Justin Timberlake gets Woody Harrelson. Is how that happens. Yeah. yeah, like the closest she gets is her flaky mom, right? Who like is her flaky mom? So like, how real exactly can you get? Exactly. I will say though, and yeah. you laugh at me. This movie though did make me download the Bible app when I first watched really? it years ago. <laughs> I was like, I watched it again when I first moved out to California, and I was like, oh. You can do that, and I to this day have the Bible app on my phone. That is so I am funny. <laughs> I've read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so good. That's hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah, I will say the like as far as representation goes, like not that this makes it no. any better or anything, but 
at least like in the offices, the background characters, you know, there was diversity there, but it's like, just make someone a person of color. Like, yeah. But then I think how hard is it? Talk about that for hours. Sorry, I'm fixing something. True. But like, it's one of those things where then that's, I think that's what also upsets other people. It's like, why, if it's going to be an all white story, then make it an all white story. Don't just throw somebody in there because you need that. True. You know, but it's I like, notice it more now. I'm like, oh, this story literally only had white people in it. White straight people. Yeah. Like they didn't even hire and a I gay think... actor. They hired a straight man to play a gay man to play a straight man. Right. Yeah. I think, I think as a whole, like, you know, we're getting better at noticing those mm-hmm. things. And so it's helping things to change a little more. You know, it's a slow process and it needs to be happening faster um and you know uh everyone is you know more aware paying more attention and demanding better but looking back at these movies that aren't that old it's it's like really surprising to see you know how how whitewashed it is and how uh even how insensitive it can be in Mm -hmm. some instances Mm -hmm. i don't think this movie was necessarily i mean um it's debatable how insensitive this one is. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's refreshing to see things changing, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I was going to say, so going from there, what do you think it's telling us about love? <laughs> um, I think, well, I think one of the main lessons this one gives about love is how important vulnerability yeah. and opening up is. Um, and how it's a scary thing to do. And that's why, you know, that's why both of them were, you know, running away from their relationships and maybe why Justin's character was with so many caricatures of women, um, you know, cause I'm, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but then once he like found this person and it was able to get on a deeper level with her, even like if it was just a friendship basis, then they were able to, you know, open up and start to recognize like, Oh, like this is someone that I really care about. This relationship means a lot to me. Like, uh, and I would be really sad and at a loss without it in my life. Uh, for me, it taught I, me so that, I think that like, was a good thing. Like love always has to start from like a friendship place. Like even if you're not, mm-hmm. even if you've never been friends with that person, if it's always been like an instant chemistry, instant romance, that kind of stuff, there always has to be an underlining. Like we can sit yeah. on the couch and have a beer and like like giggle to each other and like banter back and forth and like totally watch TV and not even talk. You know what I mean? Like so for me, that's what funny enough love. So. It taught me about love between, like, a relationship. That's what it taught me. And it, But, like, this movie, for me, the reason I think I like it so much is it dives into all the different relationships of love. Like, mm-hmm. how you love a parent who eventually will not remember who you are and not remember right. what your love was and what your relationship was. It's like, how do you love a sister who, like, you left to move somewhere to follow your dream, but you left her and her son with your dad who won't remember them? You know what I mean? Right. And then, like, it's, like, his friend, Woody Harrelson. It's, like, how do you how do you love someone that you don't connect with at all on any level, but you still want to build a relationship with and be friends with? Yeah, that's a really good point. And they, same with her and her mom. It has a lot of like, dynamics. Say again? Sorry? 
no you're right on like it shows a lot of different dynamics mm-hmm. which i don't think rom-coms usually do like usually it's like they the main the main two characters each have either like a sibling or a friend that they're like super mm-hmm. close with and that's the only person that really is super tight that like get like weaves in and out of the story with them but this one it's her mom and her and then it's him his dad his nephew his sister and then woody harrelson like there's he has a bunch of different relationships or she only has the the one or the two yeah yeah so i think that's what i liked about it it's like how do you overcome all that stuff too on top of it mm-hmm. totally hmm. trying to think if there's anything else about to love that, i mean that's what it told me about love it's that i think it's you don't have to love your this is what it is and i'm so cliche but it's okay to love a perfectly imperfect person yeah well because no one is perfectly yeah. perfect we all have our imperfections and it's about you know finding the one who you're you know willing to work at it with right um yeah and you know being you know having not having standards but like you know being able to like be honest with yourself about what you're looking for and what you need. Oh, for sure. And that's and yeah. like how to recognize the right person, right. I guess. Uh, and you, a lot of that is just trial and error. So true. For sure. A hundred percent. Well, how do you think this would be different if it were uh, about a same sex couple? I think if they made a movie like this with the same sex couple, they would, and it's going to be heavy. It would <laughs> make the same sex couple be totally normal and the only strange thing about it or the only thing that would shock someone is that it would be a same sex couple but for this it's you're like oh because it's these two beautifully hot actors who are a man and a woman and you're like oh okay and then if you turn around and it was two beautifully handsome actors who were men or two beautiful women it then is like oh, this is what, this is what their sex life is. It's like everybody else's. It's just normal. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. normal. It it takes it to a different level because it makes it, quote unquote, a normal relationship where it's not this big dramatic, let's hide everything and be secret. Right. And run around. Clandestine and or whatever. Love, <laughs> and it's just like, I like you. You like me. We're friends. It's nothing different. Yeah. totally totally i i would agree with that yeah yeah (laughs) that'll be Uh, an interesting question to do too when we do other movies that have same-sex couples because i think that'll be interesting to to flip my brain to be like what would this be like if it was a straight movie like right i I don't know (laughs) (laughs) right like does this does this even work if it were reversed you know i think hetero or same sex it would work for like for this movie for uh, friends of benefits it would work if you switched it to a gay couple i think for some reason maybe it's the the porn industry or whatever but i think most people are okay with two women having sex and watching Mm -hmm. it being like even if like watching it like they did with this where you don't really see anything you'll be like oh okay but two men having sex totally flips everything around and i'm not sure why I I think that's a bigger and deeper yep. conversation <laughs> than we have time for today. It's true. That's where my brain was. Uh, yeah, I think 
I think I forget where I they kind of I, I was listening to a podcast recently and they kind of mentioned something about it I think maybe it was history the sequel um and uh but I think it's more the idea of threatening masculinity mm-hmm. and being afraid you know men in particular being afraid of embracing a feminine side or even acknowledging that they have a feminine right. side um so I think it has kind of something to do with that Which like i will it, say i did like about this movie as well is they didn't him super mas- like like super masculine and they didn't make her like no the top girly they were both just like kind of yeah they girl. they did they did play with gender a roles mm-hmm. a bit yeah uh like i <laughs> that reminds me like i love that what convinced him to stay in new york or move to new york was yeah, a flash mob <laughs> that was that I've always wanted to get the airport now, which I would never do, but I've always wanted to jump off on the racks now and like chase after my bag after seeing this movie. I've always like that's the easiest yeah. way to do this. Just get up there. Right? Uh just get right in. Get get right to it. No waiting right? involved. Uh, so if you could pick yeah. I know this is gonna end up being my favorite question. If you could pick two people to break or or whoever, five people, because that's who the main characters are, to recast in this movie that aren't Mila Kunis, Justin Timberlake, Woody Harrelson, uh, what's it, Patricia Clarkson. Clarkson. Who would uh-huh. you, and I don't know her name, I always just call her Darma from Darma and Greg. Right, Jenna, I think it's, is it yes. Jenna Elfman? Yes. I was going to call um, her Jenna Littleman, so... and I was like, it's not that. <laughs> well, at least you got the, yeah. you got the first part and the last part. Yes. You got the Jenna and the man. Who would you, um, who would you put in? I well, I I would keep Mila. Okay, I think I think she uh, works really well in this role. Um, are we limiting it to actors from like that time, or like just? Well, any? I think if you keep one of them, you have I, to then who would be best with her? Well, actually, so I was thinking about it. I would have loved to have seen I knew Ashton you were say in this that. movie instead of No Strings because now they're married and it that would have been, been cute. Um, weren't they married? Were they married? I, I couldn't. I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't remember. We'll look yeah, that up. Because I thought next it was week. funny that um, they did that. They had this same movie on us. Why well, just do one together? Like, together. yeah, I don't think they were together at this time i'm gonna guess but i could be wrong i don't know um but it's funny because i could not see justin going and taking ashton's role like justin timberlake across from natalie portman like nah. really it doesn't work um, but let's see so i think if i had to recast mm. this is a hard one yeah, this I think is really hard. I need to. I do need to do more homework for this one next week. I, well, this is what I think too. Is like, as from an actor standpoint and a writer standpoint too, you have to have two actors sure. that are on the same level and the same ability. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you throw totally. somebody in that is better, you lose the chemistry there of it. Like just like yeah. you said, you couldn't have Justin Timberlake go in and play opposite Natalie Portman because it just they're too different and they're two different styles yeah. and two different calibers of actors. Not that I'm a huge yeah. fan of her because I'm not, but not at all. <laughs> but I'm giving it a chance. <laughs> but it's one of those things where like so I think that's why this does work for the main two characters mm-hmm. because they're on the same level. I guess I feel like I I personally felt like Mila was 
like running circles around him. It was kind of carrying well, him a little bit. I think this is his very but... first big film. I'm I can see that. Well, and what is he's really only done cartoons since, right? Like in Trolls. Yeah, and he did. I mean, he does music constantly, and he's doing. No, he's yeah. done a few things. He's done a bunch actually. Now he's like. Oh, I guess he was in the social, in the network. social network. He was in that uh, other movie that like people boycotted. Um, wow! Oh my god, <laughs> Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel one. The Woody, oh, mm-hmm. the Woody Allen one. Well, that and him and Amy Adams as the leads in it. And sure. was it? And Kate Winslet, sure. right? It was like the three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's one like he's done a yeah. bunch at this point. I forget he's up. He's doing something right now That's before true. quarantine happened. He was doing something too. Yeah. So for this one, I, I think know. I would keep them all. I don't think I would switch anybody out. I I like maybe we Woody Harrelson. I would switch out for Billy Porter. Yes. Yes. Somebody like that. Somebody that still has that flamboyantness. Where in my brain, I'm not like you're trying too hard to hit these hit these mm-hmm. buttons. Or, oh, you know who could be interesting, too, who isn't, I don't think is gay, but, I don't know, but uh, Sterling K. Brown. Oh. I could see him uh, making some interesting choices. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, I was even thinking, um, it's funny you say that, because I don't think he's an actor. um, Karamo from Fear Eye for the Straight Guy. Uh Uh-huh. For me, for some reason, totally totally fit in that role where, like, you see him and you're like, all right, he's like a straight dude. And then he opens his mouth and says something outlandish. And you're like, oh, you're just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I could could see him pulling it off well. Uh, I think he, I think he would be able to do it. That's a good one. So that's who I would change. I would change, if I change any of them, I would change Woody Harrelson. That's who I would change in the movie. Okay. Yeah. I I I think I would change Justin, but right now I can't. Well you said Ashton and that would have worked. Oh maybe well I was thinking that would have worked because he's they're both goofy like that. True. True. Or like even like a maybe like a Chris Pine Mm. type of person. I always forget about Chris Pine. He's so handsome. There are so many Mm -hmm. Chris's. You know who yeah. else would have been? And he's he's kind of goofy Sorry, and fun too. Interesting that uh, they would have speaking about Chris's if they would have did it differently, a little bit differently. Uh, Captain America, Chris Chris Evans, is that his name? I uh-huh. think he would have fit it yeah. too because yeah, they would have matched well together because they both have that dry aspect, mm-hmm. like him and Mila Kunis. But it wouldn't right. have been as silly as it was because I don't. I've never seen him do silly. I've seen him do artsy and like really like strange like i just watched right. knives out the other day and that was a murder mystery. oh did you oh like it God, so good i it was loved so good. that movie. Like, it was so good well, you know what i'm talking about on land just like that but i've never yeah. seen him be silly and like right i guess you can't remember he's a little he's a little more sarcastic yes. and like but that totally. would i think that's why if i just change him out for anybody that's who it would have been yeah honestly most of the Chris's uh, yeah, have done a good job in this role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've got a lot of good Chris's to real, choose from these real. days. Should this couple be together? I say yeah. I agree. I think I think they work. Uh, you know, I think there were some bumps along the way and not everything was 
perfect you know like like at the very first at the beginning when uh she's taking him to his interview and like gets him his drink beforehand and then he just like hands yeah. her his empty cup i'm just like um sir you are a grown man you you cannot find a trash she, can this is what i think because <laughs> i also read into stuff with more than the average person i think he handed her that because he didn't like the drink and she assumed that because he was from california that's what californians drink because he didn't want uh-huh. she had a form ready to go so she handed I thought they went to, no, I thought they went to a store together. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's go get you one of these blah, blah, bullshit oh. drinks. And oh, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, because I was thinking it was him being like, this, this drink is awful. Right? Like, Here, how you taste your own it. medicine? Yeah. <laughs> I love sure. the little nuances, uh, though, um, real fast about New York. Um, just like uh-huh. even that she takes a sip and she spits it out and she takes her coffee and spits it out and it like some woman. Yeah. The little things about New York are so subtle. I love them. Yeah, it's it's fun, uh, and it definitely is a good city for this oh, story. Yeah. Real real quick, while we're just talking about the job interview and stuff, like I love that they have such like rom com oh, jobs. I know. Like she's a, a headhunter, and then he starts off as like internet guy, moving to art director. Right. right. I'm GQ <laughs> of all things. But- yeah, I know. But then again, this is a self-aware rom-com, so that was probably true. intentional. It's very true. Which so. is funny, it's such a self-aware I, rom-com, but a lot of the little inner workings are not typical rom-com, which I think is interesting. Yeah. I mean, that was probably on For purpose. sure. Oh, for sure. So do you yeah. want to hear the story that I have about the actors in real life? Oh, I do. I definitely so do. they were friends. So I'm for everyone that doesn't know, I am a psycho when it comes to movies. I read all the fun facts. I look up everything. I watch all the interviews. Um, and then, so what, ha- what had happened was, is that they were, <laughs> so like you said, Mila Kunis is Russian and speaks fluent Russian because she grew up there. And they were getting interviewed together. And the guy, one of the interviews asked us, they were like, who doesn't speak Russian? So we had like an interpreter in his ear. Like he had... Um, Mm-hmm. that on or whatever the interviewer asked him something along the lines of why do you think you can do this job because you're a singer or he like he asked some some rude question and the, uh-huh. the interviewer didn't know that she understood what he said because like Justin never like it was going to take a minute for him to understand you know what I mean and she immediately fired back and just like destroyed the reporter was like, why are you doing your job? Why do you think you're qualified for this? And just, like, tore the reporter down. And it's, you have to look it up because it's so good. Because Justin Timberlake is just sitting there, like, (laughs) and, like, slowly getting what everybody's saying. It's, like, a delay. So he's just, like, (laughs) Uh nodding his head and, like, looking at her and, like, looking at him. And it's so good. So they got really well in real life. So I think it totally portrays on screen that they're friends. Totally. Yeah, no, they, they do have a good natural chemistry. Like, you can tell that it doesn't feel right, right. Well, that's my thing, too, is I think that's where you, I think, are like, I didn't really like him. I think they do such a good job of being friends and having, mm-hmm. like, friends with benefits where, like, it's casual that the moment it switches, you're just like, oh. It doesn't, it, that part for me didn't work as well. Like, the, the hmm. friendship part and, like, the friendship sexy part, I was like, I'm with you. I'm feeling it. I think it's mm-hmm. funny. Like, it's great. And the moment they both were like, well, I like you. I'm like, oh, you did not flow into that well enough for me. 
Like there wasn't hmm. enough sex. I don't know. I thought beforehand, it, I felt that part was very rushed. Like they had sex, they had sex, they had sex, and then all of a sudden it was like, "I like you, I like you too." Or it's like, "But how did how did you get there?" Well, I mean, I think I think we saw it. You know, like she, you know, she was trying to get out and start dating again, and you know, he was sort of putting himself out there, but not really. And like, you know, his one experience was like the crazy nympho who, girl who and just like it, who is that i don't i don't know i don't know that she's really done i didn't recognize her um but and then like you know mila's character you know she thinks she's found this like right. nice guy is this doctor he's you know willing to do the whole five date rule thing and then he just blows her off anyway after he yeah gets, he was a after jerk. he sleeps with her yeah and then i think they both I think it's when they are out in California, like right after that, that she, that they both kind of realize, you know, that there could be something more that, you know, she definitely realizes out there that she has deeper feelings, you know, when he, you know, they, he comes to her room and they're hanging out and, uh, you know, at first they're not going to have sex, but then like the night progresses and it naturally oh, goes there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the first time it, like, naturally and then, went there, I guess. One of the first yeah. times. Yeah, and then, you know, he's getting defensive when his sister's asking questions and stuff, but I think part of him... I don't think that it's... Un- I don't think he's willing to admit it to himself but, himself, but I think that, you know, one of the reasons why he's so, like, adamant about them... Uh, not being together in terms of talking to his sisters like he probably doesn't think he's good enough like he I know he says like oh she's damaged but he also knows that he's super damaged and he's just deflecting and giving excuses and stuff and um you know and also like he probably doesn't I don't think the other one really believes I don't think they believe that the other one would Hmm. be into it especially him thinking about her and so it's easier to protect himself by keeping it that off the table sense. and staying defensive and stuff like that. But I think there indi- there are indications that there are deeper feelings. No, I don't know. I totally, I got what you're saying. That's true. Overall, it was a, a fun movie and I would, I would oh, watch it sure. again. I think too, it's interesting to watch it as you get older. Cause I think the first time I watched it, I was when it was when it first came out and I was 21 and then I watched it uh-huh. again a few years later when I got out to California. So I was in a whole different, whole different mindset and a right. whole different thing. And then to watch it yesterday at 30 now, which is weird in itself. Mm-hmm. Woo, uh, happy no, birthday. Oh Brandy I, just I turned 30 two I days did. ago. Um, but now at 30 God. to watch it, you have a whole different perspective where like things when you're 21, you're like, totally. oh, I would never do that. And now I'm like, now nah, I do that. Right. Mm-hmm. 100% would be yeah, bad. like, makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Absolutely. So it's one of those as it gets older, I think. Eventually, it'll get to a point where I'm, you're too old to watch this type of movie where, for, like, anything other than just pure entertainment, you know? Yeah. Totally. But, I mean, that's kind of, that's, what, that's oh, the whole point. Sure. <laughs> so, I will, I will never outgrow these kinds of movies. <laughs> It is pretty good. And they're very so. they're always very nice to look at. Yeah. Definitely. Big big yeah, perk. girl. Um, cool. Well, I guess uh, 
I think that that's it? it. Is there anything else we want to say? Yeah. Cool. Well, next week, uh, we are going to be talking about No Strings, no strings Attached. attached. The... I'm dying <laughs> Love it. Uh, and yeah, they really messed up. They should have switched titles too. They're missing opportunities left <laughs> and right. Um, but yeah, so so watch No Strings Attached and uh, and see what we have to say about that and how how the two compare, how they stack mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. cool. We'll see you, or I guess talk talk to you yeah. next week. Bye. We we need to work on a better uh, out, out. out phrase. <laughs> Peace out.